Welcome to Beth Takun and our ongoing study of the Torah. This week we're in portion Kitavo, or When You Come In, found in Deuteronomy chapter 26, verse 1, through chapter 29, verse 9. I'm Tim Pell, and I'm glad you're here. Commands about bringing first fruits. Next is the reminder of what the covenant is, a mutual pledge between the people and God. Next are the features of ancient covenants, the blessing and curses that will follow faithfulness or disobedience. And finally, Moses summons the people in sight of the land to renew the covenant their parents made with God at Mount Sinai. Two of the lessons we've learned before together from this passage I'd like to review. First is the relationship between this and the previous portion, Kitetse. We find it back in or we find back in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 17, the pattern for this portion and the previous one. It reads, You shall not wrong one another, but you shall fear your God, for I am Adonai your God. Respect others, fear God. Got it. But if fear of God precedes respect for others, why is it out of order here? In Kitetse, the war that we are to go out to is a war in the land, after we've already come into it. In other words, be ready for war before you set foot in the land. Wise words. Second is the weapon we have against Amalek. When we lose our fear of God, our awareness of him, the moment you begin to doubt God's presence, Amalek will strike and make his presence felt affirming your lack of fear and awareness. Then the void is filled with our own desires. But we have a weapon against Amalek. In order to blot out the name of Amalek, remove his power, we become grateful to God. Gratitude toward God is what brings back into sharp focus God's presence, power, and provision. Then the fear of God can be cultivated. And I want to share a passage from Rabbi, Rabbi Avigdor Miller's commentary on this portion called Everything is for Thanking. And if you are a wise man, a man who wants to succeed in his purpose in life, you'll call out to God in gratitude all day long. The more you say thank you, the more you bow down in gratitude, the more you stop in the middle of the day for a few seconds to thank and to think the more you appreciate the details of all the simple pleasures of your life, the more you are becoming aware of God. You'll begin to see God, to actually see him all day long and all the benefits he is giving to you. Every sincere thank you to God is another degree of awareness, another degree of perfection in the eyes of God. And there are infinite degrees of this awareness that man can achieve during his life. And do you want to know a secret? God is providing you with his benefits all day long, all night long, just for that purpose, so that you should thank him and become more aware of him. Why do you think you have lungs? Just to breathe? To oxygenate your cells? You think your legs are just for walking? No, your lungs are for thanking, and your legs are for thanking, and your teeth and your fingers, your house and your children your everything is to bring you to more and more awareness of God. 
the sole reason why you enjoy a slice of bread and a drink of water, why you enjoy your ability to use your eyes and move around without a wheelchair, why you enjoy a soft breeze and a clear blue sky, and the thousands of other kindnesses you enjoy every single day is all for one purpose only, so that you'll have the opportunity to recognize and appreciate your Creator and become aware of Him. The endless benefits that we receive are intended as constant reminders of the one bestowing the benefits. And again, this is from Rabbi, Rabbi Avigdor Miller's commentary on this portion. It's related to this. The concept of fearing God is, for me, always an elusive one. I'm not sure what is to blame exactly, my culture, my upbringing, the English language, or something else entirely. It's a tricky one to grasp. So I've been thinking about it this week, and this is where I am right now. Though I haven't done it in a couple of years, I love backpacking the forests of North America. I love wandering through the wildernesses with only the essentials on my back, finding a secluded clearing next to a stream and plopping down there for a couple days. There is a rest and a peace I have found there that has been hard to find in just about any other setting on earth. And though it may at times be physically draining, even painful, it's always worth the effort. Before I enter the woods, I spend days preparing collecting the specific gear I'll need on a particular trail under certain climate conditions, preparing my meals to last through the journey, planning my route, and weighing everything so that I know I won't be too burdened down at the outset. And not only do I need to have a good grasp on the setting I will be in and the things I bring with me, I also need to know myself, my abilities, and my limitations how much weight I can carry, how far I can hike in a day, how hungry and thirsty I'll get and when, and so on. So many things to consider before I set one foot in the woods. Truth be told, I actually like that part of the adventure. I like the planning, preparing, collecting, packing, etc. In part because I know that the better I prepare ahead of time, the better the journey will be overall. Why? I'm not particularly obsessive about these things. Ask my wife. I like it because I have the requisite fear and respect of the wilderness. There are so many ways I could die in the woods. Falling, drowning, freezing, burning, dehydrating, starving, being eaten, poisoning, allergic reactions, exposure, you name it. The wilderness can and will kill me if I'm not constantly aware. Not the kind of anxious awareness that exhausts you. No, the the kind of awareness that sets you squarely in your place. You understand exactly how it is you relate to the wilderness and everything in it. It doesn't need you. It was doing fine without you before you started your hike, and it will be just fine after you've left. I'm invited into the forest to find beauty and peace and rest, juxtaposed against the backdrop of the ever-present threat of death. And these two things can coexist. 
Adonai invites us into the spiritual life to find blessing, wisdom and understanding, joy and prosperity, light and life, strength and safety, holiness and healing, and so much more in the presence of he who causes death and restores life. Before entering into the spiritual life, we must cultivate and nurture our fear of God, preparing ourselves day after day for each leg of the journey. What provisions will we need? What steps will we take? Which path will we choose? The setting is God's creation. The trail is our life's journey in it. There is much to find here that brings life, so long as we keep to the path, the way, respecting God's power, following his rules, and accepting our proper place within this wide world, his world. Let's think of it another way. I like to think of myself as a strong daddy, and I am married to a strong mommy. We are as capable of doing great good as we are of doing terrible evil. And yet our children feel most safe in our arms. The very arms that could do terrible things to them, heaven forbid. Tara and I are much stronger and faster and smarter than our children. For now. They know, or they ought to know, that they are living in our world. Our home is Tim and Tara Pell land. And they get to live there for a while. There are rules. When they obey the rules, there is joy and laughter and growth, among other good things. And when they disobey, our children are made aware of our power in their lives in whatever form our correcting them takes. And it leads them back to being part of our family. When we look at Kitavo, this portion, and we see all the blessings and curses, we must remember that we serve a loving and just God. The blessings are what he wants for us. The curses are there as a call to return to the covenant when we have disobeyed and to help us cultivate our fear of him so that we can receive the abundance of everything he wants for us and so that we will recognize and appreciate our creator and become aware of him. The endless benefits or curses that we receive are intended as constant reminders of the one bestowing them. So, ask yourself, how have I understood what it means to fear God? How can I hold fast in my understanding that I can both fear God and feel safe in his loving arms? When in my life have I failed to fear him and suffered the curses disobedience brings? And finally, how should I prepare myself for each day's leg of the journey toward the land, the spiritual life. May God bless you, and may he make us all into the people he wants us to be. Shabbat Shalom.